Coming to you from the Dietitians and Nutrition Support Dietetic Practice Group, this is the DNS Member Podcast, where we explore topics relevant to our field. From support line content to nutrition celebrity interviews and everything in between, this podcast is where DNS members can go behind the scenes and explore the driving forces behind cutting-edge nutrition support. I'm your host, Christina Rollins. Let's get started. Well, hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to the DNS podcast. Today, we will be talking about building and maintaining a dietitian side hustle with registered dietitian nutritionist Katie Dodd. Katie is a geriatric dietitian, writer, speaker, consultant, mentor, and leader. She is a blogger with the Geriatric Dietitian and High Calorie Recipes blogs and is the host of the Dietitian Side Hustle podcast. She lives in Medford, Oregon, and is mom to Gavin and Emily. Katie, thank you so much for joining us on the DNS podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So I wanted to start by asking, what exactly is a side hustle and how is this different from traditional employment opportunities? Sure. So I think of a traditional employment opportunity, like a nine to five job that are traditional, um, you know, jobs that we were taught in school, where a side hustle is something that we do in addition to a traditional full-time job. Oftentimes a side hustle might be like freelance or where you're doing multiple things. And ultimately its goal is to provide you supplemental income. So people with a side hustle, it's usually something they're really passionate about, like something I really want to start. This is what I really want to do, where the typical day job is worked in order to make ends meet. So we think of the, the day job as like it provides the consistency, the reliability, the, the benefits, the insurance, like all of those things that are really important. But then sometimes as much as we appreciate that traditional job, sometimes we have the spark in us of like, oh my goodness, I would love to do this. I've always dreamed about doing this. So a side hustle can be that opportunity to do that thing you're so passionate about on the side and also make a little money in the process. And aside from the supplemental income, what in your opinion are some of the other benefits of maintaining a side hustle? Yeah, I think there's quite a few benefits of a side hustle. So, you know, in addition to making money, it's also a way that you could potentially shift out a, a traditional job. So some dietitians aren't in a situation where they can just, you know, leave their full-time job and really pursue their passions. They have other responsibilities, financial things, you know, that they have to deal with. So sometimes starting a side hustle is a good way to start your shift out of that traditional job. You can, you know, start your business on the side, start building up some streams of income. And then once you're in the right situation, you can, you know, transition out of that full-time job and make your side hustle a full hustle. And I also mentioned before about how it's often an area you're passionate about. Well, I know lots of dietitians, we love our jobs. We're so grateful for what we have, but sometimes there's this thing, like the, the reason that we became a dietitian, that little spark in us, that passion of something we've always wanted to do. And we might not get that in our full-time job and that's okay because, you know, the full-time job, it's, it's still great and it provides other benefits, but the side hustle can be that opportunity for you to branch out, be creative, do that thing you've always wanted to do. And sometimes get back to that, like that reason you became a dietitian, like kind of bring that spark back to life. If you find that you're, you're losing it a little bit. So, you know, sometimes people do get a little bit bored or maybe not so engaged in their full-time job, especially if there's a lot of repetition in what they do. And again, we're so grateful for those jobs, but a side hustle opens the door to other opportunities for things we could do. And I guess, lastly, it's just, it's fun. It's a way we could live out our dreams and just, you know, help other people. I know a lot of people, myself included, 
a side hustle is kind of like a hobby. You know, we all have our own hobbies and, you know, it's kind of nice to have one that you could use your um, dietitian background and make a little money in the process. So tell us about your own career path and your side hustle endeavors. Sure. So I've been a dietitian for a little over 13 years. I've actually spent my entire career in one job. I work full-time for the Department of Veteran Affairs in a home care program, and I love my job. Um, I think the VA is a wonderful place for dietitians to work, and, and I do absolutely love it. Now, I will say that my side hustle path, I think, actually started pretty early on um, with volunteering in the academy. I've um, been volunteering in the academy, either through the state affiliates, through the DPGs, um, through CDR. So I've been volunteering in the field for the last 11 consecutive years, oftentimes doing multiple positions. So, you know, I, I have a heart and a passion for volunteering, giving back to the field of dietetics. And I had been doing that for so long. Um, and it kind of, it, it gave me a lot of skills, I think, to start my side hustle, but then it also gave me opportunities that um, I kind of fell into the side hustle world. And I'll tell you kind of a, a fun story I like to tell. Um, how I actually started my first side hustle was sitting next to a dietitian on a plane. So let me explain this. I was at Fincy. It was in Houston, Texas, and I was only there because I was volunteering and I was so lucky to have my, you know, a part of my way paid to go there. So I was there as a volunteer. And when I was flying back, I happened to sit next to someone on a plane. We sparked up a conversation. If anyone's been to Fincy, you know, like when you're traveling around Fincy, you're going to be surrounded by dietitians. So I sat next to this dietitian and we figured out that we both um, lived in the same town at that time. And she was an entrepreneur and I was so fascinated about what she did. She um, started a continuing education company in the 1980s um, where, you know, people would order their continuing education papers. They do a quiz, they'd mail it in and get their little certificate of completion. And as you know, technology came around, she transitioned her program onto the internet, eventually sold it. And she is now retired. But at the time I was just so fascinated talking to her and we ended up exchanging business cards. And she found out that I was a board certified specialist in gerontological nutrition. And she was needing someone to do some writing and editing for some um, geriatric nutrition papers for her company. So when she emailed me, I was like, yes, I would love to learn how to improve my writing skills and, you know, develop all these things. And, and again, I was so used to volunteering. I would have done this work for free to improve my writing skills, to, you know, <laughs> learn so much more, because I think we learn a lot more when we're on the back end and we're like writing something versus, um, you know, just reading it. But um, when she emailed me, I realized there was a contract attached and she was going to pay me. And I know that sounds so silly, but I had been volunteering for so long. The concept of like getting paid to do something like this on the side, which I would have easily done for free, was a, a new concept for me. And I think it kind of opened my eyes where, you know, all this work I've been doing for volunteering, I could really put in that same energy and effort for my own brand or side hustle or whatever I want to do make big impact and also build income for my, my business. So, you know, I still volunteer, I still love volunteering, but it kind of led me into the side hustle world. From there, I continued to do um, editing. I did writing. I started doing webinars and then I eventually a little over two years ago started blogging and blogging is now my main side hustle, but that's kind of the journey. I kind of feel like it started with volunteering, doing all this fun stuff on the side that filled me up. And then, you know, I just happened to sit next to a dietitian on a plane and got introduced to this whole world. Like, Oh, I could do these fun things and get paid. And then it just continued to spiral from there. Well, I will confess that I follow you on LinkedIn and you recently posted um, a comment about passive income that really caught my attention. 
So you posted that you earn over $3,000 a month in passive income, meaning that the cash is just rolling in without any additional effort or man hours. So that really sounds like it's almost too good to be true. So tell us more about that and what exactly is generating that type of income? Sure. So passive income is the best, but I think there's some misconceptions about it. I think sometimes passive income, we think like, oh, I don't have to do any work. I just magically make money. And if that was the case, my gosh, we would all be making passive income, right? But um, I guess let me start by talking about passive income versus active income. So active income is the money we traditionally make. It's thinking of like our full-time job or contract work. So we, we get 40 hours of pay for 40 hours of work. If we're not working, we don't get paid unless, you know, we have a job that provides leave, but it's thinking of, we are exclusively trading our time for money. So passive income is where you create something to sell. You create a system. So that way it continues to sell on autopilot. And then you make sales without having to exclusively trade your time for money. I like to call it money you make in your sleep because I love waking up in the morning, checking my phone and saying, oh, I made money and I was asleep. So it's it's a different way of earning money. It was a way I didn't even realize was possible until a few years ago. But I think um, a couple points about it. Um, number one, you absolutely have to have an audience. You have to have a system in place to um, make those sales happen on autopilot and it takes time. So it does take work, but I, what I will say about passive income is it takes more work up front, And then if done right over time, you barely spend any time on it. So it sounds too good to be true. And um, to me, it still feels too good to be true to actually be on the other end where I'm making passive income. But let me explain a little bit more detail about how I'm making this income. So I mentioned that my primary side hustle is through blogging. So I really approach blogging as a business. I, um, when I started my primary blog, the geriatric dietitian, I made sure to learn something called SEO. SEO means search engine optimization. Now this is a strategy on how do we create content that's going to show up on the first page of Google. Most people, they go online through a search engine. They're, you know, they're looking for an answer to a question. And when they type things in, in Google, it pulls up, you know, a bunch of different blog articles. So SEO, the whole point is how can I get my content on the first page of Google? So this was a strategy that I learned and I implemented. Now, SEO is a long-term game. It's, it takes some time to, from the time you push publish on your website to actually start building traffic. It actually could take anywhere from six to nine months before Google, who's the main search engine to actually even start ranking your website because people start websites every day. So, you know, they want to make sure that if people go to Google, they're only showing good quality stuff. So, um, so I started my website. I learned SEO. I remained consistent in posting content that I knew would rank on the first page of Google. And over time I started to build traffic to my website. So it took me probably, it took me about 17 months to get up to 50,000 sessions per month. So that means like, think of a session of like someone coming to your website. So my website currently is, um, gosh, a little bit over two years old, two years and a few months, and I'm consistently getting a hundred thousand people visiting every month. So when they visit my website, they often are there to get information, but a small percentage of them, they're coming there because they have a problem that they need solved. And if I can offer things through my website, because I have this consistent stream of traffic coming to my website every single day, every single week, every single month. How can I offer a product or service that can serve them that doesn't require my time? So through my blog, the dietitian site, I'm sorry, the geriatric dietitian, I actually make money through selling digital goods and handouts. So people might buy some handouts, some worksheets, some resources. I sell a couple of e-cookbooks and an e-book. 
I have a course on my website. So I, you know, I did a little screen record and <laughs> recorded some videos, had some really helpful handouts. So if someone is looking for maybe a little higher level of value than just a handout or an ebook, they can buy a course on my website. I also have affiliate sales. So that's primarily through Amazon Associates. So if someone ends up clicking on a link I have for Amazon, I've got all kinds of disclosure that, that says like, you know, if you buy something through this link, I make a commission. But um, if they do that, then I end up um, getting a, a very small commission. But I'm a big fan of multiple streams of income. The more types of ways that people can, um, you know, purchase products for the website, the better, because all those streams of income add up. And I will say the biggest generator of income on my blog is ad revenue. So it took me 17 months to apply for what we call a high-end ad network. I use Mediavine. They're like a, they're like the middleman between the advertisers and the bloggers. So they just, I just work with them. They have the ads on my website and that generates actually quite a bit of income for my blog. So when you saw my thing on LinkedIn, Christina, about making over $3,000 per month in passive income, that is hundred percent accurate. That is through my blog, the geriatric dietitian. And I'm making that passive income because I optimize my website for SEO and people are coming to my website every single day. And because I have multiple streams of income set up, these are sales that I'm making on autopilot and I'm not having to trade my time for money. So in the very beginning of my blog, I wasn't making a lot of money, but you know, I'm, I'm just a little bit over two years out. And the cool thing about passive income is it's money that continues to roll in, you know, day after day, week after week, month after month. And it's, it's, I love passive income. It's kind of my favorite. Well, I can see why that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so do you think, is, is it realistic that a dietitian would transition to hundred percent side hustle work and eliminate their full-time job altogether? Yes, I think it's a hundred percent realistic, but I guess it depends on your goals because I will say there's a lot of dietitians out there who they like a full-time job. They're like, I like the reliability. I like the stability. I don't want to be a full-time entrepreneur. So some people start a side hustle just because they truly want a side hustle. They just want something to do on the side. They're not trying to level up. They just, they just want to do something fun. So there's a lot of side hustlers out there like that. But then there's another group who, yes, they want to quit their full-time job and become a full-time entrepreneur. So it is possible. Um, I think probably the first step would be to, if, if you want to actually start a side hustle with the goal of leaving full-time employment is to obviously first start your side hustle and really develop reliable streams of income. Um, now there's a lot of different opportunities on what you can do for a side hustle. A lot of people see patients. I, I personally didn't, didn't want to see patients, which is why I leaned into blogging because it was always that I could, you know, um, make money, make impact and not work with other humans. So, you know, figure out, you know, what do you want to do make sure that you are building up, you know, different streams of income that are reliable that, you know, like, okay, this is a way that I can make money. So one thing that I think is really helpful to do, especially if you've been side hustling for a while is do a comparison, look at how much money am I making through my side hustle and how much time am I committing to it? Then look at how much time you spend in your full-time job and how much money you're making. So sometimes it's interesting when we actually look at the time spent per hour, where if you're at the point where you're actually making more money in your side hustle per hour, because, you know, 
we, most of us work 40 hours. We're only working in our side hustle. You know, we're not doing 40 hours in a side hustle and, unless you're not sleeping, but you know, we're working much less. So if we actually look at our time and see like, oh my gosh, when I put my time into my side hustle, I'm actually making four times more than I make for every you know hour I put in my full-time job. When you make that evaluation, you might consider, well, wow, maybe it's time to hop ship because if, you know, maybe I'm only working 10 hours a week in my side hustle, but I'm at the point where I'm making as much money in my side hustle as my, my full-time job where I'm working 40 hours. Like, can you imagine if you left that 40 hour job and dedicated 40 hours into your now business, it's not really side hustle when you're doing 40 hours and it's your only thing, then, you know, imagine how much more money that you can make. So sometimes it's a matter of just kind of evaluating, like, where's my hourly rate at if we're at the space where we're having these reliable streams of income. From there, I would say, if that is your goal, make an exit plan. Now your exit plan might be different. I think a lot of people, a good safe exit plan would be like, you know, save up enough money to cover six months of your expenses, um, both for business and personal. So that way, if you dive into entrepreneurship and you're like, oh my gosh, this was great at 10 hours, but now I'm doing it full time. It's like, what did I get myself into? You got a little bit of a buffer and you don't feel like you got to hop shit back to the traditional job. So, you know, your exit plan may look like something different. Some people want to pay down some debt. Some people want to save up some capital before they do that. It's, you know, figure out what is, what is it going to take for you to leave that traditional job. And then finally, once you come up with the plan, just be committed and go all in. And, you know, it can be scary, but just kind of trust the process. If, you know, if you treat your side hustle like a full-time job and you really have a really good, your head wrapped around entrepreneurship and business, you, you'll have success. You just got to stick with it. And are there any additional considerations um, before taking on a new side hustle, whether it's trying to transition to full-time or really truly is just that you know, once in a while opportunity, do we need to think about things like, you know, professional liability insurance or or anything like that? Yeah. So I would say, um, I mean, if you're working with patients, a hundred percent get liability insurance. Like, I don't really think that's, that's not even an option. We want to make sure that you had that base covered, but when it comes to any other, um, considerations. My biggest recommendation is I'm always going to fall back to meeting with a lawyer or an accountant for your individual situation. And I say that because especially like when it comes to like the money stuff, different things vary based on where you live, what state are you in? Sometimes what County are you in? And there can be different rules when it comes to, you know, legal and, um, and money stuff. So I always think of it, how we always say, if you want good nutrition information, go see a registered dietitian, right? Don't go see a nutritionist or someone who happens to eat food. You know, don't necessarily just Google it and and look online unless it's a good website written by a dietitian. But, um, you know, we always talk about for nutrition information, correct nutrition information, see a dietitian. So that's kind of how I look at business. If I want to get the best advice related to, you know, um, like, you know, different liability and things like that, I want to make sure that I'm talking to a lawyer who actually understands what I do with my business. Um, and so in my case, that's online business entrepreneurship, and then an accountant who also understands what I do and, um, really can help me maximize my, my, my tax savings decreases, you know, decrease my taxes, helps me with deductions, make sure that I'm, you know, doing my quarterly taxes, all the things that I need to do on a business end. So I think a lot of people, when they're first starting, they're like, Oh man, I don't want to invest that kind of money because you know, it's not cheap to work with a lawyer, but, um, I will say I made that decision to 
to do that just because I recognized on the other end, it would be a lot more expensive if I ended up getting sued. <laughs> so that was just my personal choice. Now there are some systems in place where you can go online and do something like a legal zoom and there's some lower cost options out there. But again, I always fall back to, we see it. We see a dietitian for nutrition advice. I want to see the professionals in their area. This is what they do. They are the experts and they're going to give me the best guidance. So um, I am always a little cautious when I talk about this, because I want to give the big disclaimer of, I am not a lawyer and I am not an accountant. This is just my experience. But I will say when I first started side hustling and I was doing writing and I was doing webinars, I, I did have an amazing accountant and we actually filed my, the taxes for that as more like hobby income, because it wasn't really at the time a business. It was like, this is just something I'm doing for fun on the side. And it's so cool because I'm making money. Um, but once I made the decision after I started my blog, I was like, you know what, this isn't a hobby anymore. This is a business. I ended up, um, hiring a lawyer to help me make my LLC. I could have done it on my own, but I just, again, I wanted to make sure I went through someone who knew what he was doing and he actually made the process super easy. And then, um, and then I met with my accountant and went through all that stuff. So, you know, I had been side hustling for years before I made it decided to make that, that jump to hiring some professionals and, you know, making a formal business. So, you know, I really think that that is in some ways up to you and in your individual situation, but you are responsible for a couple things. Number one, if you're making money, you are responsible to pay taxes no matter what. So that's something there's no work around with that. And then also being aware of potential liability issues based on where you are and what you do. So, you know, ultimately when it comes to business, we, if, if we do something where we mess up, we can't go back and say, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Like, for example, if we break the law, we can't just say, I didn't know we're really responsible for what we do, you know, <laughs> in our businesses. And I don't say that to sound scary because, you know, most of us will run into those issues, but it's just something to consider. And again, why I recommend talking to the pros. And is a person obligated to tell their full-time employer about any side hustle jobs? So I'm going to say in general, no, I will tell you that I did. I, I have one of the best bosses in the entire world and I knew he would be supportive and encouraging. So I, I talked to my boss about it, but not everyone has that situation. I will say, depending on where you work, there's going to be some considerations you're going to need to have. Now, I think this is going to be different on if you work for a big kind of like a facility, like a hospital versus maybe you work for a small business. I think it's going to be really important for you before you start a side hustle to be aware of any policies, contracts, or if you have a contract, like a non clause that might be in there. So some examples of that, some people work at places where they um, actually say in the contract that you cannot seek outside employment. Maybe it's very specific language of you can't like compete. So maybe you are a diabetes dietitian and you're like, oh, you know, I'm a diabetes specialist. I want to start seeing patients in my community for diabetes. So there might be something in your contract that says that you can't compete, right? You, you can't, um, you know, see those clients who would normally be seen in, in the your full-time employment. Sometimes there's guidance in there. It says there's a certain mile marker, like, you know, if it's within 30 miles, you can't. So it's really important to understand, are there any policies where you work that prohibit side work or a specific type of side work? And then also, if you have signed a contract, especially for those smaller places that you might work, you know, making sure you read that contract and see if there's anything that prohibits you from starting the side hustle or um, a non-compete and just really getting that, that clarity. So, um, and I mean, I work for the federal government and there were no issues, but I will say there's some things to consider. Um, and I feel like some of this stuff is obvious, but I think it's worth having a quick conversation about, 
So it's really important that you keep your side hustle and your um, full-time job completely separate. You know, I think that sometimes there's this thought of like, oh my gosh, I have way better Wi-Fi at work than I do at home. So I'll just go in, you know, before work or after work and work on my side hustle then. But we want to be cautious with that because you want to keep side hustle and business separate. And if you're at your full-time job and you're using the resources, the computer, the Wi-Fi. Yes, it feels like it's free, but that is a paid resource that they're paying for. So we want to make sure that we are not using their resources. Um, I feel like it makes sense to say that um, don't work on your side hustle during work hours. <laughs> and, and, you know, even if you're super bored at work and you have downtime, you still shouldn't be working on your side hustle. Do, you know, be bored or find something else in your job, you know, to, to work on moving their business forward because they are paying you. So there's some really, um, there's some lines you want to be very aware of not to cross when it comes to side hustle and business. And, um, and then I think another thing is, I think everyone has different relationships with maybe their boss, maybe their coworkers, maybe just the, the, how they like to disclose what they're doing. So if, if you find out like there's no policies in place to say, I can't start a side hustle. There's nothing in my contract that says I can't, but you still don't want to tell people that's okay. That's your choice. And I will say for those who don't want to say anything, there's different things you could do for side hustles that make you anonymous. For example, if you decide like, man, I really want to be a freelance writer. You can do ghostwriting where no one sees your name. You could do projects like on the back end with companies where your name's not out front and center. So there's ways that you could do side hustles where your name's not like totally out there. And I guess the last thing I want to say for those who do have a full-time job, want to start a side hustle. Um, I think sometimes there's this concern of like, oh my gosh, I want to make sure that I'm posting my content on social media during times that people are actually like online. Cause there's all this strategy about when we should post things or, you know, when we should send things out. But the beauty is, is that there are so many scheduling tools available depending on your business model for a side hustle, but there are Instagram, Facebook, like all the social media, their scheduling tools. So you can on the weekend after hours, make your social content, and then it will go out at specific times. You can do the same thing for blog posts, for podcast episodes. There's lots of tools out there where you can continue to put content out while you're at work, but you are not working because you're keeping those boundaries separate. So, um, so I say that in general, we are not obligated to tell our full-time employer about our side hustle status, um, and starting a side hustle job, but, but also with a caveat of, well, it depends, you know, <laughs> there, there might be a situation where, you know, you might need to disclose, or maybe you can't even start a side hustle. I will say those aren't super common, but they do exist. And usually it's not, you can't start a side hustle. It's you can't start a specific type of side hustle that competes with your full-time job. Well, that's a lot of great information. And you really, you've given us a ton of great advice today regarding side hustles and, you know, balancing that with your full-time work. So is there anything that we've not covered today that you were hoping we would squeeze into this episode? Yeah, well, I have actually a couple pieces of advice um, for listeners who are thinking about coming side hustlers. So, you know, if anyone here doesn't have a side hustle and you're thinking like, oh my gosh, that sounds kind of fun. Maybe I do want to start a side hustle. I would say there are three things for you to consider. So the first piece is to think about mindset. And I, I talk about this in everything related to business. And what I mean about mindset is figuring out like, you know, not just 
like, what do you want to do? But like, why do you want to do it? And then also digging deep into, are there any limitations or there any blocks or reasons why I might not do this because of like the, the mind blocks that I have as far as, you know, my overall mindset. So for me, I'm always trying to figure out, you know, before we do anything, let's address our mindset. Is this something we really want to do? What is the why behind it? Is the why strong enough to, you know, overcome any excuses we, we might come up with? And then also addressing any potential limitations that might come in the way. So those limitations might be, man, I really want to do this, but I don't think I'm going to have the time. So that's something probably you should evaluate before you start. Are there ways that I can carve out more time in my day? You know, what, what do I need to do to actually accomplish this when it comes to my mindset? So number two, if you figure out the mindset and you're like on the right page, number two is figure out what's possible. You know, this isn't something we've really, you know, dove into, but I'll cover it really quickly is that there are so many cool things we could do on the side as dietitians. So I've shared, you know, a lot of people, they want to work with patients. I've talked about how my primary side hustle is based in blogging, but some other side hustle opportunities would include like the freelance writing, doing webinars, live speaking engagements back when we had live events. But, you know, when we used to actually go somewhere and be able to do a presentation, thinking of within our field, but also outside of the field of dietetics, like every single other healthcare profession has conferences and events at the national, state, local levels, and they all would benefit from a dietitian to speak about, you know, a different topic. And even outside of healthcare, there are lots of opportunities for dietitians to go out there and speak and teach. Now, not everyone loves doing that, but for those who want to speak, there's lots of opportunities. Um, we've talked about one-on-one -on -one patient care. We've talked about blogging, but there's also teaching. Some dietitians, they maybe um, every Thursday night, they teach a class at their local community college with the rise of online classes. Some dietitians, you know, every Saturday they're teaching a, a class online. There's also cooking classes that can be done. A lot of dietitians love food. They love to cook. So they can do a cooking class that could either be, you know, at a gosh, maybe a local parks and recreation, a local library. It could be as part of a grocery store um, tour. It could be part of a corporate wellness program or something you just do on your own. You could be a podcaster. You could work with brands. You can do coaching. Now this could be nutrition coaching or business coaching or coaching of students. You could do grocery store tours, culinary work that includes like recipe development, nutrient analysis, food photography, you can sell physical goods. So I know dietitians who sell like fun t-shirts, uh, maybe some mugs, they, they sell some fun swag. Other dietitians sell digital goods. And so this might include like eBooks, handouts, worksheets, just things that really help, help people either helping other dietitians for handouts that they want to use in their practice or just helping the general public. You could also do direct sales. So a lot of dietitians, their side hustle is maybe they, you know, they sell something through a direct sales company. You could also do affiliate marketing. I mentioned that briefly with Amazon associates, but that could be where maybe you don't have something that you've created to sell, but if you, you know, you've used something and you super love it and you're like, Oh, it would be, this is something I would recommend. You can go through an affiliate marketing program. When you recommend it, you would make a commission when people purchase. And then, um, I guess I would say the sky's the limit with what you could do with a side hustle. It's really kind of amazing. All the opportunities out there. So, you know, that that's my number two is figure out what's possible because there's a lot of things that you could do as a dietitian on the side. And it's a matter of figuring out, gosh, what's possible and what would I want to do? And then once you really work through your mindset and figure out what's possible and what you want to do, you got to set some smart goals and start. So I feel like as dietitians, we know the drill on smart goals, right? Being smart, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. But I think there's so much power in taking ideas out of our head and putting them on paper. So that way, 
it actually becomes something we'll start to tackle because if not, oftentimes it becomes a dream in our head. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to dietitians who told me, oh, I've wanted to start my blog for 10 years. You know, oh, I've been dreaming about writing a book or you like, they have all these dreams in their head. And if it's something you really, really want to do, like let's, let's do it. And part of that comes with, you know, writing out a goal, coming up with a plan on how is this going to work? and then start and get to it. So, so those are my three tips for anyone who's out there thinking of becoming a side hustler, work on your mindset, figure out what's possible, make some goals and get started. Well, thank you so much, Katie. That was, that was really, really great advice. So with that, we will conclude today's podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to chat with us today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. And listeners, to learn more about building your brand through side hustle opportunities, please check out Katie's website at dietitiansidehustle.com, or you can look her up on Apple Podcast. Until next time, I'm Christina Rollins. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.